Welcome to another inspirational message from Dave Coop, Senior Pastor of Coastal Church in Vancouver, Canada. We are in a prayer series. We've had a prayer push all March. This is our last message on prayer. And Cheryl and I are going to tag team this message this morning so you get the double effect this morning. And we're going to enjoy doing that. It's called the Prayer App. And we're going to just look at the applications of prayer inside the Bible. There's a lot of different places there are prayers mentioned. And if you download them, put them into your life, man, what a change that could happen. It's, it's the word for 2010. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but that the word for 2010, I don't know who picks it, but apparently the word was app. Because apps are changing our world, the way we do things. In January of this year, the Apple Store recorded the 10 billionth download of an application. That was a big milestone for them, 10 billion. That's a lot. And uh, they tell us right now there's about 350 applications that are downloaded every second, which is like 30 million a day. The Apple Store at the Apple has about 350,000, and it's really changing the way the world is doing things. You probably do it. I do it. If I'm going somewhere, I'll, when we were in London, we were using the London Transit, the tube, and we downloaded an app on how to get around in London. Uh, we download an app for this, or you say, is there an app for that? That's kind of the way we talk now. Is there an app for it? And what the app does is it, it's an application. It helps us through uh, navigation or for board. Apps are wonderful, and you can, uh, you can get an application to help pass the time. I went to my iPhone earlier today, and I was just on the Apple App Store, and uh, the top paid, you pay 99 cents for this, the number one download application is Angry Birds Real. I don't, does anybody have this? Does anybody actually have this? There's a lot of you out there that have it. I am missing something in life. Pastor James has got this one. Greg's got his hand up. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Greg, you got, he had both hands up. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I think I better, I better get with it and download it. Angry Birds. It sounds like a recovery thing. <laughs> What's that? It's very, it's therapeutic. It helps with your. It helps. It's like anger management, maybe. I don't know. You take out your anger on the birds. So. Anyhow, that's an application. A fellow by the name of Horace Didio, who's with a company that looks at the way things are changing in the computer world, he said the amazing story of the apps, which are now running at 30 million downloads a day, is that the figure is growing. And he says it's hard to get your head around the growth that's happening in this area. Not only are the downloads increasing, but the rate of increase is increasing. This thing is growing exponentially. It's changing our world. And he said, I have three observations that I'd like to give. He said, one, apps are overtaking digital music, and that's a watershed event. More apps downloaded than music. Apps are the new medium, and they will impact all other media. Secondly, as the number of apps attached to any single device continues to increase, apps create increasingly higher switching costs for users. They get more loyal to whatever platform they're on. That becomes, I'm loyal to this platform because my apps are there. And then apps consumption is increasing at a rate to overtake the PC software market. So he's seeing a lot of change because of the applications. Today, I want you to kind of take that framework and put it towards the prayer applications. And your Bible is a place that has a lot of different prayers that you can download and apply to the situations in your life. When we were in London, we downloaded a map 
so we could get around. It was an application that we downloaded for that. And the Bible is filled with different types of prayers that you can download and apply to a certain situation in your life. This isn't supposed to be hit and miss. Prayer works. But if we're not a student of prayer, if we don't give our time to even just look for it and download it, I don't know how long it takes to search and find an application for you, but it really doesn't take that long. You just search, you find it, you scroll through it, you find one, and then what do you do? You, you kind of drag it to your desktop or you, you drag it on there so you can go there. Today what we're going to do is we're going to give you some scriptures. They're the IP address, okay? There, there'd be a lot more. We're just giving you three. That's kind of the IP address where you go to. And then when you get there, what you need to do today is we want to not only hear it, but we want to accept it. If I download an application, I have to hit what? What's the button that's called? It's green. What does it say? Install. So this morning, you'll have an opportunity to install. And uh, so you'll have to hit install. You're going to hear about the application, but whether or not you install it is totally up to you. But James says if you hear the word, instead of using the word accept, let's use the word install. If you hear the word and install the word, the blessings come. But if you just hear the word and say, no, I'll skip that. I don't want to install it, then the blessings don't come. So that's the challenge for us today. There's many reasons why we would say, I don't want to install it. You could say, well, I don't like the fact that a husband and wife are doing this together. That's kind of, that could trip you up. Don't let that trip you up. You could have something else on your mind. But my encouragement today is not just to hear the word, but to install the word. Cheryl's got the first app. She's ready to go. Yeah, first app out of the three prayers is called the prayer of Jabez, the Jabez prayer app, and the scripture is there found in First Chronicles. This one is a, a prayer app that you would want to use if uh, you are in a place in your life where you feel it's stagnant, where you want to grow in the things, and you say, God, I want you to take me to a new place. There's some stuff that's inside of me, but I'm not there yet. I know I have to push through some things to get there. I want, I want some things in my life to change. That's a, a good time to put use this particular app. Jabez means sorrow or pain. Actually, that word pain that he talks about in here, because I bore him in pain or that keep me from causing pain, that word pain is the same word that is used in the Old Testament Hebrew word when Noah uh, was going into and building the, the ark and God said, these people are causing me a lot of pain. It's just a lot, that's the same word. Now, it's not the same word. Interestingly enough, it's good to look up the words because that word is also used in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve. And it says that in pain, women will uh, have children or childbirth, there will be pain. But that word pain is not the same thing. That's actually toil. It's a completely different word. So this word of Jabez, it's, like, it's sorrowful. It's like, mm. I, I don't like this situation. I don't like where I'm at. I, it, it's that type. Of, of pain. If there's been pain in your life and you don't have the perfect family connection to set you up, this prayer is for you. Not all of us were born in the what we would think is the perfect situation. But I've also found this, that it doesn't matter what your family background is at, you always look at a greener grass on, and you think that should, I, boy, if I would have been born in that family, if I would have yeah. had that situation, if I would have been with those particular people, my life would be so different. So here's Jabez knowing that he wasn't brought up in the family. He thought was the best. Let's read this together. In First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, would you read this together with me? Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, 
Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted what he requested. Has anybody here ever prayed the prayer of Jabez? Has it made a difference? It's a powerful app. And I love the very last sentence that's on here. And God granted him his request. How amazing to know that you have a prayer app. God is downloading something for you to accept and say, if you, there is something that I would love to grant. And that is granted when we have the same heart that Jabez prayed it in. Now, this isn't a, a lucky rabbit's foot. There's nothing lucky about this. There's nothing magic about it. It's catching the same yeah. spirit that Jabez had when he prayed this. God saw his honesty. In fact, he talks about in the book of Hebrews, God says that his word will go actually between the joint and the miracles, right between the soul and the spirit. And it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. He knew what Jabez's intent was, and his intent was a heart after him that he wanted to be blessed. And that's the first thing he, the first thing he prays. It sounds a little audacious, and at first glance, you think, well, you know, that's kind of weird. He's saying, bless me indeed. I would think he'd be praying, bless others. But Jabez is praying, bless me indeed. I've got good news for you. God's okay with that. God encourages it. He wants to bless you. If you say the life of great prayer warriors, one of the things they do is they pray, oh, God, bless me. It's not for me. It's really that it goes through me, that I can be a witness and a light in a world that's dark. So bless me indeed is okay. Sometimes we have pushback to that. and We think, well, you know, that might be for somebody else because they deserve it. But if you look at my past, I don't deserve God's blessing. By God's grace, none of us do. I mean, by, on our own we don't, but by God's grace, we can receive his blessing. So don't feel that way about it. Or sometimes we think, well, God's blessings are kind of predetermined. No, that's not the case. And sometimes we think, well, God's got a ledger system. If I do enough good things, I get them stacked up. Well, yeah. now I deserve God's blessing. And I don't know, I've done enough good things to deserve it, so I don't think I could pray that. You've got to get through that mindset to realize that God is an amazing, good God, and he really wants to bless us, and it's actually a high form of worship to say, God, would you bless me indeed? Indeed here is like a lot. In the original Hebrew, it would be like, bless me, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. It's, there's an urgency to it, and he say, oh, God, bless me indeed. Now, notice this very important point. He doesn't tell God how to bless him. He doesn't tell God where to bless him. He doesn't tell God when to bless him because he trusts God with his life. If we were saying, God, bless me with this, and this is how you're supposed to do it, we would have it wrong. And there are people that have gone in a ditch because that's their approach to it. But when we say, God, you bless me, I'll trust you with my life. Bless me indeed so you can be glorified through my life. God loves to do it. The next one is enlarge my territory. Jabez wanted to leave a mark for the Lord. He wanted to leave a legacy. Isn't that what most of us want? When we had, were listening to the testimonies of those that were baptized yesterday, a common thread through there was uh, I, I needed purpose in my life. I had, no, I had no purpose. And he's saying here, God, I want to have a purpose for my life that's even going to live beyond me. Enlarge my territory. What's your territory? You say, well, I don't have territory. You do. Where's your sphere of influence? 
the greatest fear of influence that all of us have, first of all, is in our home. Mm -hmm. And where, what are we leaving there? We're saying, God, I want to enlarge the territory in my home. I want to increase so that, not for my sake, Jabez wasn't doing it so that he would be glorified. It's, it wasn't for him, but it was for God to shine through him. And as soon as you begin to believe God for the territory, God, I'm just going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to ask you to enlarge the territory. I want to enlarge the sphere of influence that you have given me as a mother to my children. I want to enlarge the, the influence that you've given me in my territory, in my workplace. God, that I could be a voice for you when there is no voice, that I'm not the one that steps back and retreats and, and closes my mouth, but I'm the one that boldly will stand up for you. Enlarge my territory. Remember that God works through us not in associ or in association with us, not for us. He will take all of our abilities. Mm -hmm. He will take all of your experiences. He'll take all of your education. He will take of all the circumstances that you've been in your life, whether they flow through him or whether it was through an attack, however your life has gone. He will take all those different components and he brings them together. He's such a great manager when we say, God, enlarge my territory. This is, if I laid out all the things that I've done, accomplished, haven't accomplished, my disappointments and my accomplishments, but I'm laying them all out for you. Can you use this? to enlarge my territory for your name's sake. Then there's a verse on the next page that goes along with that, and that's Matthew 5, verse 16. Why does, why does Jabez even look to pray this prayer? Why would you download this prayer and pray it? Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. You notice it doesn't say see God's good works. Sometimes go, oh, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was just God. Well, actually, it's your good works that people see. And then what happens when they see your good works? They glorify your Father in heaven. They don't glorify man. They glorify God. They say, wow, that had to be God. If, if you can do that, <laughs> God was definitely involved. And if that's, Jabez knew that. And God will specialize in your weakness, wherever you're, yeah. that, where you're not strong. And we give that over to him say, God, could you enlarge this? I feel like it's so small, it's so feeble. But if I put that in your hand, would you enlarge it? And then through my good works in that, you name, your name could be glorified. Good stuff. Again, this is a prayer you pray if you're tired of having pain in your life. You want to break the cycle of it. So you're starting off with, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. And again, God gets the glory for it. It's kind of like the donkey in the story of the Palm Sunday story. Somebody once told the story from the donkey's perspective. And the donkey afterwards went and told all the other donkeys, you wouldn't believe what happened to me today. I was in Jerusalem, and everybody was waving their branches and cheering, and they thought I was the greatest donkey there ever was. And somebody said, hey, dude, I hate to burst your bubble, but it wasn't about you. They were worshiping Jesus who was on your back. That's who they were worshiping. And that's the way to it. It's not about us. We are doing this for the Lord. The praise of worship is for him, not for us. Yeah. We're the donkey, okay? That's who we are in this yeah. story. <laughs> Then he prays here, may your hand be with me. This is important because you're gonna, if you download this app and you start praying this, it will happen. Your blessings will come. Your territory, your influence will increase. But here's a warning for you. It will get bigger than you are. And you will not be able to do it on your own. So he's praying, may your hand go with me so that I can do it. At some point, you're going to think this. I'm the wrong person for this. God, you should have got somebody else. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I don't have the depth. You'll think at some point, I'm out of my league. That person over there, they could handle it. You are not out of your league. You're in the right place, and God intentionally does this. Why? So you will depend upon him, and he gets the glory for it. So this is part of the plan. 
Somebody says, well, your Christianity is just a crutch. I don't mind telling people, yeah, it is a crutch. Because I could never do what I'm doing without being dependent upon a great God. In the story on the prayer of Jabez, the author, Bruce Wilkinson, I mean, not the story, he wrote about this prayer in a book. In it, he tells a story. He takes his son to a little park, and there's all kinds of stuff out there, slides and swings and teeny-totters, the whole bit. It's, even as an adult, you want to be on it. They're watching their son, and their son goes up this little slide, comes down. Oh, that's cute. But then he goes up the medium-sized slide, and the mom says, like moms do, go, please, go rescue the son. Don't let him get hurt. And the dad says, no, let's watch. Let's see what happens. He'll be okay. And so and she said, no, no, please go help. No, no, just watch. So he goes up the medium-sized slide, comes down, does that a number of times. And then there's big slide. And to the child, it looks like it ends up in the cloud somewhere. And he starts going up there. And now the mom says, you must go get him. Go get him before he hurts himself. He goes, no, no, no just watch. See what he does. And so he climbs we've up. We've been to this park. I think we've been there. We've been there, done this. He gets a third of the way up. Teenage boy behind him. Come on, hurry up, kid. And he freezes on the ladder. And the mom says, go get him, go get him. He says, no, no, just wait. See what he does. And the boy turns and looks to dad and says, dad, daddy, daddy, help me, help me. It's too big. What happens? The dad goes over there, gets the little boy, walks up to the top with him, puts the little boy between his legs, puts his arms around him, and they have a lot of fun going down the slide. That is your heavenly father here. You'll get to the place. Fear grips. Says, God is too big for me. God says, wait a minute. I'm there with you. I'm going to put my arms around you. This business is not too big. The schooling's not too hard. This country's not too big for you. I'm there with you. Let's have fun. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So that's number three. Yeah. We're going to pray this prayer. Number four, and then we're going to move on to the next app. Number four is keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And that pain could be directed towards other people or could be even directed to yourself where it's self-inflicting pain. I mean, it's a great prayer to pray alongside with Luke 11 where the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray. I'm so glad they asked mm -hmm. so that he had a response for us. And part of that prayer in the Lord's Prayer is what? Keep, is lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. And to pray that prayer, God, I know that temptation is coming. And Jabez is saying the same thing. I know there's places of temptation. I don't want to go there. Keep evil far from me that I may not cause pain. I don't want to be the source of that inflicts pain on somebody else, nor yeah. do I want to be the source that even inflicts pain on myself. If I can just stay in this place with you, that you can save me from that. That's where I want to be. Temptation comes to everyone. I, I wish I could say to everyone that was baptized yesterday, that's just going to get easier and easier. It actually doesn't, but there's, there is now a strength in you, and it is the Holy Spirit that gives you strength to be an overcomer. And that when temptation comes, we can see it, recognize it, and resist it. One area of, of temptation that, for whatever reason, couples seem to get, married couples seem to get into a place where it's like, you know what, uh, our marriage is so good, there would, never be even, there would never be an opportunity for an affair to happen between us. And as soon as you get to a place where you think, that would never happen to me, oh, I'm so successful, I would never lose my business. As soon as you get to a place where you just feel like you are just so securely uh, smug, untouchable. untouchable in where you're at, that's when a warning flag goes up. Uh, a man by the name of um, uh, Farley, is it uh, William, his needs, her needs, yeah. wrote Harley. a Harley, William Harley. Harley Davidson. Oh, it's a good way Ooh, to remember it, yeah. a motorbike. You bet. For you, yeah. <laughs> 
William Harley <laughs> wrote a book called His Needs, Her Needs, and I would highly recommend every married couple, even not married, read that book because it talks, he's, he's had years of experiencing couples that would come to him and say when they least expected a temptation to come, that's where it came. So we have to be of sober spirit in every area. Jabez is in a sober spirit place when he prays this prayer. God, keep evil far from me. This, parents, this is a great thing to yeah. pray for your kids. God, keep evil far from them that they may not cause pain. God, help, may your hand be on them. Um, there is a story. Do I have time to read the story? Does that mean no? It's our service. We can do whatever we want to do. You can read if you like to. We just won't get through this next one. Such a good story. Oh, go ahead, read no, it. No, no, no. Go for it. Should I? Why not? Okay. We can go into overtime. We have an overtime period or something. Bruce Wilkinson, who wrote The Prayer of Jabez, also wrote a book called After or Beyond Jabez and really sensed as we were preparing for this, this would be... Uh, applicable might be for you so the story goes like this David what are you doing up at this hour mom would often scold when she found me glued to the computer I'm just playing mom no big deal I muttered never taking my eyes off the screen David stop playing and look at me I knew she meant business so I complied she said ever since you got into playing those violent games I've seen Satan gaining influence in your heart you used to have such a heart for God but this game has drained the life from you I don't feel like I even know you anymore. Mom, give me a break. I turn back to the computer. I've heard it all before. You know it's just a game. It doesn't hurt anybody. Mom shook her head and went back to bed, leaving me to my bloody cyber existence. Since being introduced to this highly interactive PC game, I've been slowly sucked into a violent fantasy world. I joined an online gaming league and practiced every day with my internet teammates. Before long, my grades were slipping, I let my friendships slide, and I was spending every minute of my free time on the computer. Sometimes I didn't even go to bed. The game was my life. My youth pastor also noticed my lack of direction, and he knew that I had once thought of becoming a pastor. He'd been trying to direct my focus back on God. He had given me a copy of the prayer of Jabez, and one day after school, I felt strangely drawn to this little book. So instead of going to my computer, I sat down to read. And before long, I came to the statement, the only thing that can break the cycle of abundant living is sin, because sin breaks the flow of God's power. Suddenly I knew why God seemed so distant, church so dry and boring. The game was no longer just entertainment. For me, it had become an idol, an addiction. The passion I once felt for God had now been replaced with my obsession with this mind-numbing game. I closed the book and got on my knees. Lord, I prayed, feeling a long dead spark ignite. I want to confess the sin of idolatry and your forgiveness. How could I ever let such a vile thing replace my love for you? I want you to be first in my life again. And with confession came a sense of peace and freedom. I knew that true repentance meant action more than just words. And I went straight from my computer and deleted every trace of the game from my hard drive. I realized that I had wasted almost three years of my life, time that could have been spent serving God. But thanks to his intervention, I've taken the first steps towards giving my whole life back to him. I've since used my reclaimed time to learn the guitar. I'm now in a worship band, and I'm once again pursuing healthy friendships. And best of all, I'm seeking God, asking him how I can, what I can do and be my best for him. That's a great story. Um, and it just, again, goes back to the last point. When we're praying this, because with increase, as your territory increases, 
you could have an increase in finances, you can have an increase in friends, and in also an increase in temptation because more things are available to you. And we really want to be praying, keep me from evil that I cause no pain. Yeah. No pain in my relationships, no pain in my finances. No pa- as, you, as your influence grows, the number of people you could impact negatively also increases. So we're praying preventative. This is a powerful prayer app. The next prayer app, the IP address is uh, Exodus 33. So you can go there and you can find it in Exodus 33. This is a prayer app for you if you're a leader, and we're all leaders, but if a tough time comes and you don't know, man, what do I do now? Have you ever been there and you say, I, I don't know how to go any further? Like, I am in a project. Maybe it's an engineering project. Maybe it's a relationship. Or maybe it's some other issue. Just to feel like, man, God, I do not know what to do. I'm frustrated. At this point, Moses is ticked off. He's frustrated. He's challenged. He feels like quitting. If you've ever been there, this is a prayer app to download. Number one thing in this prayer app is keep your relationship with God top priority. It says that Moses knew God as a friend. Everything we do, this is first and foremost, because if that's healthy, we can go forward. Because there's sometimes you just have to like, well, they don't believe in me. That person doesn't believe me. They don't like me. But I know God loves me. I know God likes me. And it gives you enough courage to take the next step. That relationship is top priority. And so, number one, work on that. Moses knew that in order to lead people, that was that there was one friendship he had to keep fresh, and that one was the one he had with God. That's his prayer application. Number one, I keep my walk with God fresh. Two, he prays, show me your way. He doesn't know which way to go. God's really good at giving us directions when it just seems like a muddled, confused, cloudy mess. He will show us the way. David prayed this prayer. In Proverbs it says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's not a long prayer. Show me your way. It's not necessary how long we pray, how loud we pray. It's the sincerity of our heart and the power of our words. This is God's living word. Remember last week's message. God's word is living power. Your prayers without living power just kind of dribble over the edge. But if we take this living power, this word incorporated from our heart into our prayer, this powerful energy is released into the place we need it. You talk about an application, that's an application. Show me your way, because he didn't know which way to go. Then number three in this application is... If your presence is not with me, I cannot move forward. He said, I like it in the Message Bible. Moses said, if your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. Can you relate to that? God, if you're not in this, let's call this whole deal off. Because if you're not in it, I don't want to do it. We prayed that with this church. God, if you're not in this thing, let's stop right now. Let's go do something else. But if you're in it, we'll go. If your presence is with us, man, we need his presence. Don't some days you just need, God, I need to know you're here. I need to feel and sense the presence of God. He wants us to pray this. He didn't put it in there for just to fill up space. He really wants us to pray this way. God, I want your presence. What was that song we used to sing? I love your presence most of all. I love your grace. I love your mercy. Yeah, that was a cool song. I love your presence most of all. Then lastly, show me your glory. We can pray this. What is God's glory? Well, we know it's his presence. We know there's a lot of definitions. The king of glory shall come in. 
But there's actually a pretty cool definition for God's glory in God's answer. I think God would know what his glory is. So let's take a look here. Exodus 33, verse 18 and 19. And he said, please show me your glory. Now understand, folks, you can only handle so much of God's glory in your physical body because you are finite and you kind of just explode if you had a full dose of it. So we get it in small doses. But Moses is praying here, show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Pause. Stop right there. God's glory is his goodness. What causes people to turn towards God? Romans says it is the goodness of God that gets people's attention and turns them towards him. It's his goodness. Mm-hmm. Not people's goodness. It's, it's the goodness we see of God through people. The goodness of God that we see in creation. The goodness of God we see around the world that gets our attention. He says, I'll show you my goodness. I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. God's names are full of goodness. If we study the names, we find that. And this, I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. Mm-hmm. And I'll have compassion on whom I ha- will have compassion. So with that goodness also comes God's sovereignty. There's a sovereignty. He's saying to Moses, I will show you my glory. Yeah. But I'm going to do it the way I decide to do it. Because I'm God and you're man. I created you. And so I will show it to you. But it's my way, because I'm God. We have to remember that in God's goodness, that he's also a sovereign God, a holy God. So that's number two. You can find that prayer app in Exodus. Take time to study it out. Cheryl's going to give you the last one here. Mm, Yeah. The last one is a a prayer that Paul prayed. And this is an application that you want to pray for someone in your life that you, you love. You want to see God continue to move in their life and do great things. It could be for a loved one. It could be for your husband, your wife, your children. Yeah. It could be kids for someone that, for you, uh, that, that just doesn't, may not even know the Lord. It, it's just very much for those that it you love to see. It could be for a boss see. that bugs you, too. It, it could be for a, a boss that loves you. Bugs you, I said. Bugs you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking be. out loud. Well, yeah. It could be. It could yes, be for it could be for your neighbor that you that yeah, kind of be. irritates you because their music's too loud or they have weird wow. smells. Okay, yeah, you're going that direction. I'm thinking my kids, my grandkids. Like I, I want them to. Well, you. they could all grow in the love of God. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, there. that's that's quite all right. Take it away, Cheryl. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> It's a great one to pray. Amen. It's found in Colossians chapter 1. The first time that uh, I, I, this, when I see this, I think of when this prayer actually became a revelation to us. And you know, it was 20 years ago. It was 1981 was the first time that we actually saw this. this. We downloaded it 20 years yeah, ago. And in particular, one person in our life that um, really committed to pray this for and thinking long term, you know, I'm going to start praying for this person every day. I'm going to start praying this prayer thinking that maybe in my lifetime I'll see a change and it was only a matter of months and I was shocked. I, I, God's word was so powerful. It is so powerful. And so in conclusion, what I'd like to do is is go through this prayer and there's this is for you. Please don't throw this paper away. It's right here for that blank can be for you to fill out someone in your life that is meaningful. I'm just going to say it out loud, and I'm going to pray it out loud. And as I'm praying it out loud, I'm actually um, going to pray and put my nephew's name, Rhett, in this prayer and uh, pray for him. But as I'm praying for Rhett, put in silently whatever name you would be thinking of. Whatever name comes to you right now as we're praying, 
Would you put that name in there? So let's, let's go through this. Heavenly Father, today I continue to pray for Rhett. I ask God that you give Rhett a complete understanding of what you want to do in his life. And I ask God that you make Rhett wise with spiritual wisdom. God, may the way Rhett lives always honor and please you. And may Rhett continually do good and kind things for others. All the while, may Rhett learn to know you better and better. I also pray that Rhett will be strengthened with your glorious power so that Rhett will have all the patience and endurance he needs. May Rhett be filled with joy, always thanking the Father who has enabled him to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people who live in the light. For God, you've rescued Rhett from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, and you have brought Rhett into the kingdom of your dear son. God, I believe that you've purchased Rhett's freedom with the blood of Jesus and have forgiven all his sins. Wow. Amen. Powerful prayer. That That's powerful? for you, Rhett. Yeah. And like Cheryl said, you will be surprised when you start applying these apps, if you like, into your prayer life, how quickly things change, because prayer works. Yeah. And the fervent, effectual prayer avails not a little, avails much. A lot takes place. A lot happens. Praying from your heart. Don't just memorize it and say off the top of your head. You're, you're praying these prayers. You're applying them from your heart. And so today, my challenge for you, the homework today is, this is... This is your app store, so to speak, okay? Now, to install it, how would I install it? You would actually go to Colossians chapter 1. You would open up your computer, so to speak, and then you would underline it. When you take time just to, that's how you would install it. Underline it, and then it will kind of move on to your screen. You'll, you'll take it just from the store. You will install it today. So we have a choice just to hear it, or we have a choice to install it. My prayer is today you install these. We just kind of breezed over these today. We just touched on them, introduced them. I was saying to share earlier, I think next year we're going to do a series on prayer apps, and we'll go through a lot more of them, and we'll just take one prayer every Sunday and go through them because this is the key, folks, to overcoming. You are destined to be more than a conqueror, and it's so related to our prayer life. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to download free notes from this message or find out more information about Pastor Dave Coop, then we invite you to visit our website at www.coastalchurch.org.